what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And it's Friday, August 28th. It's about uh, 6 p.m. We're going to be just covering some training camp news and updates uh, quickly here. Just going to be about a 15-minute video, I think. <clears throat> and we got a, we got a lot of news and notes to get through. So I'm going to go ahead here and hop into a screen share. Let me get this going. So we're going to be using, I, I like to just quickly look at Roto World and uh, <clears throat> you can just click on player news and uh, you'll go from there and, and kind of just keep going on and we'll run a, we'll run down until we see some news that we saw yesterday, I guess. So this is just today's notes, Fridays. Uh, young tight end here, Harrison Bryant. Look, we got a note here on Jalen Reger <clears throat> and the Philadelphia Inquirer reports it'll be a shock if Jalen Reger does not have a significant role in the Eagles offense. So he's a guy that I've been kind of keeping an eye on. Uh, you can get him, you know, in the, the eighth, ninth, tenth round probably. And, uh, I mean, think about the Eagles offense. We really don't know who's going to be their leading receiver. Is Alshon Jeffrey even healthy to start the year? He's probably on the, the pup list with his foot. And Deshaun Jackson always seems to get hurt at some point. So uh, really interesting rookie to get to keep an eye on here. Uh, I guess one of my comps for him is he kind of reminded me of Tyreek Hill. He's not probably as fast as Tyreek, but he does a lot of the similar things uh, that you know Tyreek excels at. So, <clears throat> I mean, if you're in a dynasty league, I'm sure you've already drafted Jalen Rager. But uh, for redraft purposes, I think I'm going to start advising you to, you target one, maybe two rookie receivers deep in the draft because uh, I think there's a lot of exciting guys here that I'm starting to like as uh, as training camp and buzz notes kind of come around. So. Uh, another receiver here for the Houston Texans, Isaiah Culture. He's standing out in speed. He's going to be, you know, probably the fifth or sixth receiver on the team. So he's just a note to file away here. Uh, they're also also their second year tight end, Kahale Waring, has improved and is a good route runner, but he's kind of buried on the depth chart behind Jordan Aikens, Jordan Thomas, and Darren Fells. It looks like Daryl Henderson has uh, been cleared for light agility drills. So it's still up in the air if he's going to be ready for week one. But at the moment right now, Cam Akers and uh, Malcolm Brown are getting the the, the, you know, the top reps. So these two guys uh, are kind of moved up my board right now. I'm not drafting Daryl Henderson at all, so I don't think you should either. Uh, Daryl, Darius Fountain looking ready to go. Uh, we got notes of Chris Conley making some splash plays. Uh, I had a podcast yesterday with Sigmund Bloom, if you haven't checked that out. Uh, I'm sure you can find it on my YouTube channel or maybe I'll link it below. Uh, but we talked up LaVisca Chenault a lot yesterday, who was making some plays. <clears throat> but uh, Chris Conley here making some plays. He's a big outside receiver. He stretches the field. Uh, and basically, I'm, I'm really starting to think that Gardner Minshew, if you play in super flex leagues, Gardner Minshew is a target as your quarterback two or three. Uh, so I think the Jaguars, everyone kind of knows that their defense isn't going to be very good this year. They're going to be forced to throw the ball more than they want. So I'm kind of coming on to this Jaguars passing offense as, as something that might be uh, worth investing in. So we got some news here on Sony Michelle. He started practicing this week, which is great. Uh, he avoided the pup list, I believe, uh, for the start of the season by being by being back already. <clears throat> but it looks like he is exchanging first team reps with Damian Harris. So I mean, at the moment right now, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Sony Michelle, but I just I really don't know if he's going to have much fantasy value uh, at all this year that we can rely on. Uh, Damian Harris is a really good second year back out of Alabama that they took in the third round. Uh, and even though I like Damian Harris, I just I don't think I can invest in a Patriots running back besides James White. Uh, we know James White's the pass catching back, but I mean, think about Cam Newton being on the team that might you know lead to some goal line rushing touchdowns being taken away from the running backs. And uh, I just I don't feel great about the Patriot running backs, but it's interesting. It's interesting and cool to see Damian Harris uh, starting to get taken a little bit more seriously now as a potential lead back. So that's good for Damian. 
uh, tight end rookie uh, Devin Asiasi has been limited with an ankle injury. He had a really good start to camp, but now he's you know sidelined for a little bit here. It looks like Dante Moncrief is working out with the Jets. Uh, don't need to worry about that. <clears throat> uh, Debo Samuel got some good news here. He was spotted sprinting hard on the sideline. So it, uh, this reporter calls it the most intense workout this far with change of direction. So it looks like Debo Samuel's on track. Maybe he's ready week one. Uh, but <clears throat> the bottom line here is he's trending towards being active week one. So if you've been buying Debo Samuel at the discount, uh, it's it's probably time to start elevating his ADP a little bit and making sure that your 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 thoughts and your projections are thinking he's going to be around for 16 games. Uh, so I like Debo Samuel in the you know eight nine tenth round. He's going to be kind of going in the rookie receiver range. Uh, this is kind of a big note you have to keep an eye on with the 49ers. George Kittle is dealing with hamstring tightness, which I do not like. I don't want any soft tissue injuries from my players that I draft, especially as high as we're drafting George Kittle in the second round. So uh, <clears throat> they do have the backup Jordan Reed. It looks like Ross Dwelly's out as well. And then they added Eric Swope. Uh, so just keep a, keep an eye on this one. I hope George Kittle's just fine. Uh, but it says there's, there's no concern over his week one status. So hopefully this hamstring thing is just a little precaution. Uh, Frank Gore. Uh, whatever the Jets, man, they just traded for Kalen Balage uh, yesterday, and now Frank Gore is the most productive back. I'm just not drafting Jets running backs. I think the only New York Jet that I would consider drafting is Chris Herndon, just because he's like a 12th round tight end, and it sounds really good out of camp so far. Uh, Chris Thompson, Jacksonville Jaguars. We touched on the Jaguars a little bit ago, and uh, how I'm super excited. You know, they got uh, offensive coordinator Jay Gruden is from Washington. And uh, you think about uh, a guy like Chris Thompson, who's who had a really good career as a as a PPR back uh, with Gruden in Washington. So uh, it looks like uh, he had a great day of practice on Thursday. He's um, he's going to probably take away some of Leonard Fournette's hundred targets that we had last year. And uh, like I said at the top, against you know this Jaguars defense is not going to be good. They're going to be in a lot of uh, passing situations. So Chris Thompson is maybe your last pick of the draft. He's he's a handcuff, but. If you think about guys like Naheem Hines, Tariq Cohen, uh, I mean, Tariq Cohen's at the more like extreme end of the spectrum because he's probably looking at 90 to 100 targets. But Chris Thompson, he's got the ability to catch 40 or 50 balls, perhaps, you know, based on how this offense is looking. Um, another 49ers receiver, J.J. Nelson's down with a knee for two to four weeks. Uh, <clears throat> Paris Campbell was placed in the concussion protocol after being in a car accident, uh, but it sounds like he's going to be fine. I still like Paris Campbell. He's one of those guys that I'm kind of targeting with my last pick of the draft. Uh, and this was a really big news blurb for me, the New York Giants, because we got this big tangled ball of wide receivers here that no one seems to agree on with their ADP, whether it's Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, or Darius Slayton. I've been saying that I think I prefer Shepard and then Golden Tate and then Slayton because Shepard's kind of the utility guy who can do everything really well. And he actually led, uh, he was the, the leader, leader receiver in targets last year per game for Daniel Jones uh, and then Golden Tate, super reliable. I feel safe throwing him out there in PPR leagues to get five or six catches, you know, and 60 some yards. Um, <clears throat> but I'll read this blurb right here. Apparently Sterling Shepard has dominated opposing corner cornerbacks, establishing, establishing himself as the clear number one wide out. Um, I'm trying to think what else here. So if Shepard really is the wide receiver one over Golden Tate and Darius Slayton, his 11th round ADP could make him one of the biggest season values so i've been targeting sterling shepherd a lot the last few weeks because i've also noticed this weird adp blip it seemed like it was inverted to me with darius slayton being drafted a little bit higher at times uh but golden state golden tate uh super steady reliable ppr receiver 
but I think Sterling Shepard's got the most upside and the most consistency to his game. Whereas Darius Slayton, you're not, you're never going to feel comfortable putting him out there because you could get two for two for 18 yards, and the next day you could get a six for 118 and a touchdown. So it's it's a risk reward play there. Uh, just a good note here on Deion Lewis looking spry in camp, and he's expected to be the third down back, but we're not expecting much loss of snaps for Saquon Barkley. Uh, Joe Mixon, once again, absent from practice. He's citing it to have migraines, which is not good. Uh, so we'll we'll continue to monitor Joe Mixon for right now. I Actually, I have not been a fan of Joe Mixon at all in the summer drafts because he already hinted that he didn't like his contract. Um, when I saw that early, uh, I, he was one of those guys where <clears throat> within my first or second round pick, I just felt a little uncomfortable taking Joe Mixon, and I preferred guys a little bit you know, a little bit more than him in that area. So I was leaning that way anyway. So <clears throat> at the moment right now, I'm not really interested in drafting Joe Mixon. If something gets done with his deal, sure, we can lock in Joe Mixon. But uh, I mean, if there's any kind of attitude or any ill will, you know, with Mixon on his team this season, and if they're losing games, I just, uh, I don't, I don't really want to invest in a second round pick or end of the first with Joe Mixon. So Kansas City Chiefs backup running back Daryl Williams is expected to be the number two behind Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And Daryl Williams has been one of my favorite backups to watch in Kansas City because he's been very productive. He's an excellent third down back. He can catch. He's a he's a goal line kind of guy, the short yardage uh, area. So I think there's reason to kind of pump the brakes on Clyde. <laughs> they did a they did a typo. It says Clyde Edwards. Uh, so Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, I'm kind of pumping the brakes on Clyde. I think that. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to have to do a video about this, but when I'm drafting, there's certain running backs that hold weight, and I don't really know if I can trust Clyde Edwards-Alaire to be fit into my RB1 you know, position. He looks best as an RB2, uh, but where, you, where you're going to have to draft him is you're almost having to draft him in the first round, so he's kind of off my board at that point. You know, I'd rather have some of the other guys or maybe even pivot towards a receiver at the back end of the first. So super interesting. I like Darrell Williams. This is a guy... Uh, that you could be had in you know the last round or two of your drafts, and if anything happens to Clyde, I know there was a really weird, um, there was a really weird uh, coach blurb about pass blocking today. Um, so if I type in Eric, and it was the offensive coordinator too. So Eric Bieniemy, how do you spell that? Let me just look. Let me just look. I'm looking for the exact quote. Um, I can't find it exactly, but the quote was, if you can't pass block, you're not going to be in the, basically, you're not going to be in the game. So uh, I don't know if that was a, a, a shot at Clyde edwards Elaire. Let me see if I can actually look up for the, the exact words and terms here that were used. So here, Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, on Clyde Edwards' understanding of pass protection. If you don't protect the damn quarterback, you can't play. Uh, so that uh, that raised my eyebrow for a little bit. And I know Daryl Williams can can pass block. Uh, I know DeAndre Washington can pass block. But uh, for me, I'm always interested in Chiefs RB. So Daryl Williams, put him on your radar. Um, Chicago Bears with David Montgomery hurt. You got this backup running back, Artavis Pierce here. He could be an early down option if the team is without David Montgomery. Uh, something to to just fold away. He's the most traditional running back, as they say here. They do have Cordero Patterson, who I believe has been working with the running backs room. I think they still have Ryan Nall, who's another kind of bigger back. Uh, but we'll, we'll just keep a part of this. I'm not drafting Chicago Bears at the moment, but it's interesting to know. 
This was another interesting note here. They're saying Bryce Love uh, from the Washington football team would not make the team. He might not make the team. So this is the athletic reporting this. He would not make the team if Washington decides to keep just three running backs headed into the season. So that to me means J.D. McKissick's a roster lock. So this team has to keep four running backs. That just seems a little crazy. Uh, so I don't know if to put too much into that. Uh, Benny Snell. Uh, they are considering Benny Snell to be a much different and better player. I know he lost uh, 10 to 12 pounds of weight. He's, you know, being more agile, more quicker in his cuts. And he is basically the primary backup to James Conner. So uh, if you are worried about James Conner and you agree that James Conner is a top 10 back when healthy, then you should be able to devise a draft plan to take James Conner, whether it's at the end of the second, early third round, and you just target Benny Snell as one of your handcuffs. Sometimes it's not a terrible idea to, to draft a handcuff. And in this situation, I don't think Benny Snell's going to get – if something happens to Connor, Benny Snell's going to be basically punched right into that role of 15 to 20 touches. So uh, just file that away. But, again, he's been having good reports all camp. So this is really interesting to me. And if you're a Connor fan or you want to draft him, uh, keep in mind Benny Snell – if you don't want to play the waiver wire game, if something happens to Connor, you can just hold on to Benny Snell as long as you want uh, and see how that goes. But uh, I might you could you could risk it too and just and spend a bunch of waiver wire bucks on him. So there's a couple ways you could do that. Uh, it looks like Jeff Wilson's 53 man roster spot is being threatened by undrafted free agent Jermichael Hasty. Uh, Hasty has been a really impressive camp uh, guy to watch right now. He's a really quick and shifty back. He can catch the ball really well. Had a pretty good career at Baylor. And he's, he's a guy that I got a couple shares of Jermichael Hasty, So I'm interested in seeing what he can do. And I know Jeff Wilson, he's he's kind of just a guy, whereas hasty has got this unknown kind of appealing upside to me. So I'm interested there. Uh, again, Damian Harris took almost all the first team reps. Uh, Drew Brees is pumping up uh, Traquan Smith. So that's interesting. And it looks like we're already into the, basically yesterday's news. I know a lot of uh, – well, I, I was kind of busy yesterday. I didn't put out a video besides my podcast with Sigmund Bloom. So I'll kind of just, uh, we're going on about 14 and a half minutes. I'll just keep reading off maybe one more page of notes. This one, if you are a Devin Singletary fan and want to draft him as your RB2, uh, we're pumping the brakes. Uh, we are definitely pumping the brakes on this one. So he's having fumbling issues in camp. Uh, and Zach Moss is apparently uh, getting a lot of hype almost every day. He's a good pass catcher, good pass blocker. And he runs with power, and he's he's agile for a big back. Um, so at the moment right now where you're drafting Devin Singletary, he's completely off limits to me. I'm not touching Devin Singletary in the fourth, fifth. I don't even want him in the sixth round. I would rather have Zach Moss in the ninth or the tenth round. Uh, and then, again, I'm going to continue targeting receivers in that four, five, six round range. Uh, so I'm a fan of Devin Singletary, but it's not good if he's having fumbling issues. That means he's thinking, and uh, he's kind of in his head, I think. So uh, Singletary's off my board, guys, so target Zach Moss. Uh, this has been a steady drumbeat. Uh, rookie fourth-round pick for Seattle, DJ Dallas. He's got some pass-catching upside. He caught a lot of passes in college. I think he might have been a former receiver uh, in college. And uh, you think about what's going on in Seattle. They, there's rumors that they want to kind of loosen it up and, and throw a little more. Maybe there's just a big smoke screen going on here. But Chris Carson's got a hip injury. He's hurt. Um, he was their leading pass catcher last year for the running backs. They added Carlos Hyde, who's not really much of a pass catcher. And uh, I think Travis Homer is there. They used to have J.D. McKissick, but he's out. I think he, McKissick was on the Lions last year. Uh, but anyways, it's super interesting because this has been like – 
two weeks strong where we're hearing DJ Dallas is getting significant snaps in two third down minute back rolls. So he's another guy, uh, end of best ball leagues, just pepper him in there because there could be times where Seattle's in a tight game and they got to, you know, that maybe they're down 10 points uh, at halftime and they got to speed things up and you got DJ Dallas, you know, catching four or five passes. So file that name away. He's definitely a guy that I'm keeping an eye on. Um, looking around here, these are just a bunch of defenses. Kyle Juszczyk, the 49ers are just getting getting hit hard right now with these injuries. They got another guy with a hamstring strain week to week. He's in danger of missing week one. And the 49ers play Arizona Cardinals week one. And at the moment right now, the 49ers offense is not looking good. Uh, a lot of injuries. They got George Kittle and Jimmy Graham and Raheem Mostert. Not Jimmy Graham. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, but Kyle Juszczyk hurt. Debo Samuel might not play. Brandon Ayuk still missing practice. Uh, a lot of question marks here. And then this is probably the biggest one that happened yesterday. Uh, Eagles left tackle Andre Dillard on injury reserve with a torn biceps. Not good. If you are banking on uh, Miles Sanders having a big year, this is a significant you know, factor to his upside. So I really don't know where I'm going to be drafting Sanders, but it, like I said, I think I'm going to have to put out a video uh, where I explain, I'm I'm going to be, if you're still watching, I'm going to be updating my rankings and my other projections and stuff tonight on the fantasyfellowship.com. I'll tweet those out. I might even post them in the video below. But the idea is uh, to look at my tiers because I'm probably going to be looking at a list of running backs here that, you know, people are sometimes drafting as first round picks. Uh, but I don't think you can, you can draft some of these guys as your first you know, round pick as your first running back. Some of these guys look better as your RB2s, and this is going to qualify for Miles Sanders, I believe. So uh, I think that's going to do it for this video. I think I kind of got through everything. We talked about Kalen Balaj at the top being traded. Uh, DeAndre Swift is missing practice. That's a, that's a little bit of a concern. And then, yeah, the Joe Mixon holdout right now. We're in the middle of a migraine holdout, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to do it for this video. If you haven't checked out my podcast with Sigmund Bloom, check out that video. Check out the podcast, Fantasy Fellow Show. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google. You know, you can check out uh, – I think there's a link below for the website, so go ahead and check the fantasyfellowship.com out. Lots of new stuff on there. I'm posting rankings. Uh, we're here. we got two more weekends left, guys. So there's going to be one more update today. And then next Friday, I'll put up my, my final update before draft weekends. Uh, but yeah, we are in the thick of it. Super excited. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, like the video, leave a comment, subscribe to the channel. And uh, thank you. We'll see you in another one. Peace.